Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Just a heads up, the conversations that we have here on Overshare are adult conversations. So if you have any kids around, maybe listen to it later. Welcome to Mamma Mia's brand new podcast, Overshare. We're on episode three, people. Oop, oop. This is the podcast that's like getting access to a very private group chat and my God, do we have fun. I'm Kelly McCarran. I'm the host of the You Beauty podcast here at Mamma Mia and I am a little bit ashamed to admit that I'm really into the show Insatiable on Netflix. It's a very problematic show. <laughs> my boss was into that actually a while ago. It's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Flex. I'm a DJ and a TV presenter and my overshare this week is that I had thrush for the first time <gasps> while I had my period. Ooh, oh, that's well, not I'm nice. gonna go on the same, you know, vibe. Uh, my name is Lem. I'm a producer here at Mamma Mia, and also a musician trying to find herself. Anyways, um, <laughs> struggling artist. <laughs> struggling artist. And my overshare is I just got a UTI this morning, so we're on definitely, you know, vaginal synchrony. I had a band practice yesterday, and the guy's toilet was horrible uh, pubic hairy and shit <gasps> so I just um, didn't go to the toilet after drinking beer and that's oh, oh. I was thinking you sat on the toilet and no, then no no no, and no, like, no 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 the no, no I didn't want to go like I'm a chlamydia. bit of a toilet princess it doesn't look like it but yeah oh. basically oh I'm yeah. disgusting and I look like I would be a toilet princess <laughs> you, you would not have peed in there <laughs> yeah okay so my Query, if you will, topic of discussion for the day. Can you be attracted to someone that you're friends with? One thing that I find difficult about some male friendships is that I am a massive flirt, and if I find someone attractive, I find it hard not to flirt with them and imagine having sex with them. Both boys and girls to be hate, like I'll just flirt with anyone, but sexually, I am more into boys. I've done this since I was in primary school. Is this something that everyone does or everyone feels? Obviously, there are different levels of flirting. And how do you navigate having sexual thoughts about someone you should only ever look at as a friend? You tried it. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a lot. I mean, fundamentally, I would think that everybody's attracted to their friends. Before you find things to connect on, I feel like there's a really animalistic, primal way you connect with people, and that's like, are you attractive? Do I like looking at you? Does your presence pleasure me in some way? Like, visually, sensually? Mm. Yeah, like, do our pheromones speak to each other in some capacity? And then from there, you're like, okay, can't root you, therefore be friends, or I'm not sexually attracted to you, but you're attractive, we can be friends. I find all my friends attractive. I find all of my friends attractive, but not sexually attractive. Yeah, I don't want to root them. But Mm. do I not want to root them because I've compartmentalized that friendship in my head? Because I have a lot of friends of mine who believe that, you know, conventionally men and women can't be friends because women are really good at placing boundaries on interactions with people and saying, like, this is inappropriate because we're friends. I, Mm. therefore, will not broach that line. And men have been forced generally to, you know, men are for men friendships and women, the people you root and you, the two shall not cross if you're cis hetero. So you really so think you about rooting all of your attractive male friends? 
not all the time, but sometimes. Mm. Like when you're with them? When she's ovulating. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, not like on a regular basis, but I'm like, phase. if I was single, would I have sex with that person? If the answer is yes, isn't that a bit weird? No. I think we're all meant to have sex with each other in terms of yeah. like, it's, it's there's a cognitive sense to it. There's like the physical sense. Mm. But I also think that we've all been socialized into the compartmentalization. Like, mm. oh, yes, this person I shouldn't be and this person I should be. And evidence to that, I think like speaking about my experience is I've dated men and women and when I was growing up I was completely convinced that I only liked men completely and because of my culture and where I grew up and that had a massive effect on me when I started traveling and you know and the west made me gay I'm joking now <laughs> it's like <laughs> when I started traveling and discovering how people express themselves sexually differently mm. It had a massive impact on how I perceived myself. So I really think there's a huge, like a huge weight of it lies on how we define things, language and how Social we socialize. Norms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Constructs. But everybody wants to root everybody, I think, yeah, eventually. Absolutely. But like you don't have a friend that you want to have sex with a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I do. Okay, so yeah. many of them. Yeah. Okay. That's just what I was saying. Like, how do you not do it? Oh, oh all right. Like, it's the willpower question. I'm not there. doing it. But if I was single, 100%, but then it blurs the lines of friendship. So mm. what's your... Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like there are so many barriers to me sleeping with someone aside from if I'm allowed to, like oh. conventionally. Oh, God. So I feel is like, one of them. Yeah, clothes, <laughs> the way you speak. Thrush. Your principles, thrush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my head, when I see somebody and they're my friend and I'm sexually attracted to them, I'm like, well, realistically, I know you'd be a terrible root because you're very self-centred and you refuse to give head and I just know... I've heard the way you speak about <laughs> yeah, women. I've heard the way, you know, all these interactions would feed into why I would or wouldn't have sex with someone aside from them being my friend. So I would sooner not have sex with someone because they were homophobic than because they were my friend. Okay. Mm. So I'd root a friend. Okay. I'm not doing that anymore. Though. That was okay. very early 20s. I think um, just don't drink alcohol around them. I was just about to say that because Flex doesn't drink alcohol, so maybe that's your <gasps> yeah. good trick. As soon as I drink alcohol, I take my clothes off. Oh. Mm. I took my clothes off at my boss's house a few weeks ago when I was drunk. Just That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a placebo it's really effect, though, with alcohol. Because, like, my mum, for example, is like when a man cheats on a woman, her thing is like, yeah, but, you know, he was drunk. And, <gasps> like, yeah, well, there's a cultural aspect to that as well. Oh there's a God. lot of people excusing men's behaviour because of alcohol. Really, I'm seriously saying that. You're all really shocked here. Um, it definitely <laughs> loosens your inhibitions, obviously, yeah. but you're still aware of what you're doing. I think that's the problem because, like, a lot of people are like, you know, he did that, but he was drunk or she was drunk. Like, if there's something inside you that wants to do it in the first place, the drunk factor is like you telling yourself, like, ah, but okay. I'm drunk. It's all right. So the decision is actually conscious in a way. Like, nah. there's a level. There's a level. But yeah, who is Alice Co? She's my drunk alter ego and she's a bloody menace. And I literally created her almost as an like I blame things on her. Is that like a dissociative yeah. disorder? <laughs> but seriously, if I get drunk in front of people I work with, and you know how I do not like the game when it's like, let's talk about what we did when we were drunk. So I've um. literally, like, people quote back to me because I'll be like, Kelly, I don't need to know what Alice did on Friday night, guys. Like, I don't need to know and I don't want to know. Don't repeat it back to me. Like, she's her own person. Actually, she's a menace. Reversing that, would you ever be friends with somebody you've dated, like, as in, like, Tinder date or whatever, 
and then you completely lose attraction to that person oh. and then completely become friends with them and never think about rooting them again. Yes, absolutely. That's happened to me recently. I've really collected yeah. men yeah. from Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it's not going to work out, but... Like, I really, I don't want your penis. Yeah. But I really chat. like... Oh, I, you know what? The funny thing is I sometimes would go on, like, second and third dates just to try to push the sexual attraction almost yeah. because yeah. I was so into the yeah. person as a friend. Like, I was like, I just want to keep talking We're to you. We're predators. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Be my friend. <laughs> All right, guys. So it's very normal, apparently. That's yeah. the... Everyone wants to just Everybody have sex with their friends. Everybody wants to root their friends. Let's just all have sex with their friends. Society will not allow that, basically. Season finale, we're going to have an audio orgy. Yeah. It's, it's still 9 a.m. Nobody yeah. can, yeah. Can you have morning sex? Oh, oh my God, I did yesterday. Not and really you guys know that I hate I it. I love morning sex. Oh, I hate yeah. it. I put a pillow over my face so I couldn't smell <laughs> Honestly, <breath>. yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, because I've had insomnia, he wakes up at 5.30 and I, he was like, how about it? And I'm uh, like, yeah, all right. <laughs> My whole thing is the issue with morning sex is we're going on a tangent, but I guess we're allowed to. My issue with morning sex is breath. But if I can wake mm. up to go brush my teeth and wash my face, I can just take a shower, like while I'm there. Yeah. So why do I need to? Ugh. It's beautiful. It's at my oh peak. my! It's my peak gosh. sexual activity. Like I'm the horniest in the morning. It's and be- yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. I'm well. the horniest after the gym. Just don't wake oh. up next to me, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two best friends falling in love. How often does that happen? Not that often. No. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. So for context, I would say I'm an extrovert, but my main concern with social interactions is the initial phase. So I'm really cognizant of first impressions and making sure people feel comfortable with me. It's mostly manipulative than empathetic, but (laughs) either way. Self-awareness though, babes. (laughs) All-time high. So I'm a big hugger because I like that it encourages people to feel comfortable with me straight away. And I almost force like the physical connection because anything from there is less awkward. If we've touched bodies non-sexually for 10 seconds, then the conversation naturally moves to, oh, I feel so comfortable. Oh, that was such a nice hug. Oh, that was amazing. And then anything that happens afterwards is secondary to the fact that we had a great hug. Mm. But... It's only occurred to me in my adulthood, because I used to work in an office, you don't really touch people in an office space, I get that. I do. But <laughs> now that I'm a freelancer who gets to move in these spaces and I'm not bound by, you know, social constructs, I'm here touching people and hugging people, and I've come across people who aren't huggers. I thought everybody was a hugger. My family's a hugger, my friends are huggers, we just hug. But... What is the deal with people who don't like to be touched by strangers? I know that sounds bizarre, but it's a hug. It's not like a, you know, a sexual like tap on the butt. It's not like a pinch on the cheek. It's a really beautiful, warm, comforting embrace. Who doesn't want that? My family's not huggers at all. Mm. And I'm very affectionate, like with people that I know. So someone like, I think when I've met everyone in this room, I've been like very open to the hug and enjoyed Mm. it. But I do think it's different vibes. Like if I don't 
feel a vibe with someone and straight away, you know, you always have just something when you say hello to someone and then they hug me, it freaks me out. Oh, it does? Okay. Ooh, if I don't have a vibe. Right. No, I am a hugger though. No, babe, it's okay. And I'm a toucher as well. <laughs> but if I don't that. like that person's vibe, mm. then like I remember I really enjoyed hugging you both when I first met you. Mm. Did we hug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't even remember. Yeah, it, I don't. <laughs> That's not the way my memory works. <laughs> I really, re- like, repressed everything yeah. from, like, yesterday night. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. And same with our producer, Rach. Like, I remember hugging you and you're very warm. So maybe it's a warm thing. And I'm not saying that people that I don't get a vibe of aren't warm, but I just, I don't know. And I am a hugger. Like, I'm one of the people that at the office, like, you could almost get me in trouble for sexual harassment because mm. I'll, like, walk up behind everyone and I rest my head on them and I'll place them in my bosom. And yeah. I, like, like to pat people as well. Like, I stroke. <laughs> I'm, I'm just resting and then I them and feelings. then I feed them dog food. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I do think it's a bit of a vibe thing. Yeah. It's also, I think it has to do with cultures, like, massively. Mm. Like, in Arab cultures, what happens is that I grew up in a culture where only same-sex hug between each other, if that makes sense. Like, men and men are very, like, hug and kiss when they first meet each other, and women are, like, very touchy with each other. But opposite sexes is, like, a big no-no publicly. Yeah. Mm. So I remember I was going to my friend's wedding, and they were from quite a religious family. And I grew up my whole life knowing this girl and, and her parents and her dad and everything. And I think I was around 17, which is a very awkward age for an Arab woman because it's like you're no longer a girl, but you're not really a woman. So it kind of becomes blurred about what you're meant to do and what you're not meant to do in these contexts. I know it's very bizarre what I'm saying to you guys, but totally makes sense to me. Anyways, I go up to um, her dad, whose daughter is getting married, and I just hug him. (gasps) And then my friend comes to me and she's like, I'm what the hell did you just do? Mm. Oh my like God. It's, it's very Fluzy. inappropriate. Yeah. Like, he's like my dad. What are you talking about? So yeah, and again, also in, in our culture, it's kissing more than hugging. It's the... Oh, have you seen that? Yeah, ever? I'm very the awkward double, about a cheek. Kiss. Yeah, I don't. I personally have developed to be a hugger. Yeah, um, hug, love. Don't come up and kiss me though. Even yeah. if I know you, we yeah. have a lot of kissing and as, as well, like in the air. You know, like the Frenchy kind of. Yeah. The two sides. You, you Pointless. Assume. Yeah. <laughs> Means nothing. Actually, get in my bosom. French Carol's people. like someone's culture. Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was three, so rude. Three kisses. No, no, no. I think, I think it's great that we're having this conversation because this is exactly <clears throat> what people think about all the time, but they don't just say it, you know, like, should I hug? Should I kiss? How is that like? I wish there were like clearer rules, in my opinion. Like, mm. I wish... We had some sort of a chart with like work colleagues, a pat on the back. Or, I don't know. Like for me, it would be like a cool to warm vibe. Yeah. Like, if you're cool, <laughs> shake my hands, bitch. Yeah. The warmer we get, get in my bosom. Yeah. And rest. also, I get really confused here in Australia. Like I moved here two years ago. And when I shake somebody's hands sometimes, like guests for shows, for example, here, I get like, oh, you're formal kind of like reaction. And then... I don't want to hug. I'd rather be more formal than less formal. You get what I'm saying? Like, you'd rather overdress than underdress at an event, right? I don't know. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, also, and I think on Flex's point, you're right, it does warm. But when I am not sure about the hugging mm-hmm. thing, how I do exactly the same thing is I overshare. 
Yeah. Straight really? away, I'll be like, oh, sorry, guys, I'm running late. I had the trots or, yeah. you I know, do that like, too. I actually do that too. Yeah, I'll just overshare and I'll say something really personal to make someone feel comfortable. Yeah, it's very manipulative. Isn't it? I point out something <laughs> positive in a person. That's what I notice that oh, I do. Oh, so sweet. Mm. Yeah. But I find the thing about a cheek kiss or a wave or a handshake is that you can't prep the person for it coming. With a hug, if you just outstretch your hands, your arms, before you get there, everybody knows what's happening. You can prep. With a handshake, I'm right in front of you and then you're sticking out your hand as though to create distance between us. It's mm. bizarre. It gets even weirder when there's a, a huge group of people mm. and then you just like hug three of them and then yeah. like there's five looking at you or six like, what about me? Yeah. And then you kind of... But you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm, my arms <laughs> yeah. are done. The thing is as well, handshakes and hugs, you want to do a good one. You don't want to be the person that's like a sad, limp fish handshake, just like you don't want to be someone that's like a bony, cold hug. You want to be like a good hugger. What's you know? a good handshake? Like a, like a grasp and a firm. three, a yeah. three thrust, just like a nice and hook, hook, firm. Hook. Just like you she know? likes it firm. I'm, contro- <laughs> I'm in control here. <laughs> Not a dead fish in your hand. This is so much to think about. Also, realistically, we need human touch yes. to survive. And I know a lot of people who don't get that. Like if you're not mm. intimate with someone, if you don't mm. have close hugging friendships, if you don't have a partner, you're not touching anybody and you need, what is it, like 12 minutes of human contact a day? Mm. Oh. Somebody fact check that. It's between three and 12 minutes. Okay. Either way, we're not getting that number in if yeah. you're not Not everyone actively has touching. me as a boss Lilla who has comes like a little meter like every yeah. day, like one minute. I'm like, got to get it in. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I hold the, the hugs. I'm getting in 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. You, try, I'm you, not ready to go. Hugs are, by the way, for anybody listening, mm-hmm. Flex's hugs are, are just thing. insanely warm. But the question is, do you hug everybody differently or is there a differentiation based yeah. on the proximity and your relationship with that person? I think if you are a stranger, like someone I'm meeting for the first time in the context of work or, you know, socialising in a workspace, I will hold the hug. The longer I hold the hug with a stranger, it means mm. that I'm trying to create a firmer bond. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If we've met before and we've developed some sort of acquaintanceship, then I'm not going to be so fussed with holding the bond because I know that we're friends. If you're my partner, I'm like, it's 36 seconds and we're in. But if we've been long-term friends, I don't feel like I need to hug at all. Because oh. like like I'm saying, it's a very, oh. it's, I'm trying to control the interaction. So for me, the longer the hug with a stranger means that we're closer to forming a quicker bond. Oh. I love how strategic you are. Yeah. Absolutely. I think wow. I'm actually going to be a little bit more open with my initial hugs just to see if I can manipulate people more. <laughs> you can get rejected, though. Sometimes that happened to me. That's never oh, happened God. to yeah, What do happened. you mean? Wait, no, I need to hear this. What happened? How do you reject like, a hug? A, well, this is also interesting for you to hear about a different culture of everything. I promise when a, not when to a say woman, pointless this time. When a, woman <laughs> <laughs> when a woman is shaking hands with a man and he's cleaned himself to pray... He rejects any form of physical mm. contact in what does Islam. What yourself to pray mean? So in Islam, when you want to go pray, you have a ritual of cleaning. Oh. So with water and and also mentally and everything. And then you pray five times a day. But before that, you have to clean. And within that period, if you've already cleaned, which is tawaddi actually in Arabic, and you want to say hello to the opposite sex, you can't shake hands at all. Even oh. when you exchange money, you can't touch the hand as well. But money's so dirty. True. But people are dirtier. And think about all the people and their energetic exchange on the money you're taking. All the people who touched that money and now you're... No. Yeah. You have to audition for the Bellas. I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until you cover your job. So I've been swimming at my lunch break sometimes. uh, And what happens is that 
where I go, there's one of the cubicles, the shower cubicles, has a door and the other doesn't have a door. Where does Lem go? To the one that doesn't have a door. Even if the, the one that has a door is, is available. My logic is less people are using the one mm-hmm. without a door, oh. therefore it's cleaner. I have these weird things sometimes wow. about cleanliness. So I'm like less, you know, feet fungus and everything. So I just go in there, do are my there shower. Lots of shower heads? There's like probably two in that. So it's kind of like jail. Yeah, it's kind of jaily in a, in a way. But I go in, I'm completely new in the nude, I'm showering, stop picturing it, I'm joking. Friends. <laughs> Friends. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is that I sometimes feel people being uncomfortable around me when I'm nude, to be honest, but at the gym. isn't everyone else if they're in the shower? No, they're in the closed ones. There's only one open one that I go to. Oh, okay. And I feel very comfortable doing that and then I get out and... Whatever. Do you guys feel comfortable showering in those open cubicles, like jail style? Or <laughs> do you go into the, the closed ones? And why the hell are women so like awkward around each other's bodies in the gym? Uh, that's what I'm asking. I don't know. Maybe it is like a cultural thing. Like, uh, it's just sometimes a little bit confronting <laughs> when you haven't even had your morning coffee. You're like, oh, there's a hairy bush right in my face. Like, I don't know. It's just... It's not that I'm even uncomfortable. Like, I think I know a lot of people that go to my gym, so I probably don't just strip off because I'll be like, oh, hey, and there's my old boss, like, also getting changed. But then you stripped at your work party. Yes. <laughs> I do take my clothes off. That's Alice, though. Yes. We've discussed this. Yes, it's Alice, not okay. Kelly. All right. But um, I just always think there's this one lady that goes to my gym and she's, like, an older lady and she's a very skinny bike rider with crazy hair, like she's mad. She's one of those ladies that like rides her bike in, does a spin class, showers, and then rides her bike home, like very. Oh. <laughs> and puts her smelly, sweaty feet in the ice pool thing Ew. without shower. It's just anyway, and she <laughs> walks around naked. But it's not just that. I don't. Whatever you're like going in, you're showering, and then you're getting changed, whatever. But she will just walk around, mm. and then she like sits on things before she's showered. Yeah. And no, she talks to people with her legs open, like butt naked. And it's just, I do think that some people, and then there are some people that are like clearly massive exhibitionists. And there's a difference between just being naked at the gym and, and then being like an swanning around <laughs> and like, you know, they've got a towel on their head, but not one on their body. And then they'll like bend over. And I've never seen that actually. Oh. <laughs> the performance act. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I haven't. No, it happens at. Wow, that's very interesting. Lil, what do you think? I mean, I don't go to public showers, so. I mean, I, I have been as a child when you're in swimming practice and you see that mm. older woman who's fully the naked. The crazy old lady with the big like, bush. That's really yeah. interesting. My only concern with that as an adult is I see the ways in which Australians just aren't chill. Like Australians are lazy conservatives. They're not casual. And in so many environments, you're encouraged to like say the right thing, do the right thing, you know, don't say too much of that, don't do too much of that. But you want to be naked in a public shower? Like you're not that chill. <laughs> We're not there yet as a society. So it feels really performative to me in those spaces. And because it's honestly so much harder to be naked in that space than it is to just go to a a shower with a cubicle or go like put on your clothes quickly like I understand being naked for a moment but this exhibitionist I'm going to rally around around, sit down say hello you know spread cheeks it just feels like a lot wow you guys have been interacting with some interesting people because I just (laughs) go like shower 
you know, it's utilitarian. If it's like I just need to go shower, it's yeah. good. like your reasoning is like makes so much sense. It's the free one, probably use less. Mm. I'll use that one. But it's the whole song and dance of like I'm naked and C- why aren't you more. naked mm. and oh, it's, it's just boobs. Like it's it's like. So none of you would like you've you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't shower in the nude. In I front would of sooner other just go home. In front of my friends, I would. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem being naked in front of my friends. Mm. It's not that I even have a problem. I just would choose the other shower. I don't take my clothes into the cubicle, but I always take my G-string in, so I'll just, like, pop that on. Right. Also, I'm very unkempt a lot of the time, so, like... You're saying, babe, full yeah, bush. It's, nah, trim it's bush, just, bush. it's trimmed, but then sometimes it's, like, really sparse. I just don't need anyone <laughs> to be having a look at it. Bold spots. So I'll just put that on and then, like get dressed so my tits are out for a bit but it's still very like okay yeah and I think there are enough areas where I'm a spectacle that in that environment it'd just be like ooh what's happening there what does she look like? I want to watch. Mm. People aren't chill. Australians aren't yeah. chill. And, and it's like, also really hard not to perv on like oh, the hot young chicks that are like. That is so interesting that you say Australians aren't chill. This is something that I've also, you know, being here for not a very long while. I was about to say, compared to Jordan, we probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In comparison. No, when it comes to like women being nude in front of each other, like I said, same sex relationships with mm. like. Oh. It's mm. totally. We have like Turkish baths, if you've heard of them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody's in the nude. Even before a bride gets married, a lot of women are nude in front of each other. They take a bath together and like, no, not wow. at all. That's totally that's friendships, though. I think that's, that's friendships. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. But it's even telling. so, if we were to interview people in the office today and said, "When's the last time your friend saw you in the nude?" And you weren't inebriated or doing it as like, you know, just randomly, Barkel. I think the average person would be like, oh, actually, no, maybe I've seen like a stray nipple, but in the <laughs> nude with the intention to just be nude. Mm. Oh, no, like me and my best friend, we like to talk all the time. So if we're together and one of us needs to shout, the other person watches the other person shout. Make so, sure you get the crevices, babes. Yeah, I'm like, babe, do a better <laughs> job at wiping your <laughs> Ah, so interesting. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, you keep doing you. Love that for you. Yeah. All I'm saying is that if I walk down the street and somebody gawks at me for wearing blue eyeshadow, I'm not feeling like getting naked in a public shower and having a functional rinse is going to be like... For me. All right, guys, so that's all that we have time for today. This was so much fun. I hope everyone else is loving Overshare as much as we are because these conversations just make us so happy. We just generally, I feel like us three overshare already as it is. It's just you put a mic in front of us and And then we just get to go for gold. Don't forget to subscribe, please. And please give us a five-star rating. We will love you forever. Maybe even write us a review and say, oh my God, girls, you guys are so funny. Um, And we've also got our Facebook group. Make sure you jump on in and we'll be back next week. Ta-ta. Farewell.